Ladies and future boys, welcome to the School for Wayward Nerds, the only podcast under investigation for squid malpractice. My name is Toad Apollo, and I like evil clowns. You know, you've got Pogo the Clown, you've got Ronald McDonald, you've got the Joker, although without the big red nose, I'm starting to question if I could count him as one. Um, and you know what else I like? I like shitty 80s horror movies. I like Child's Play, Chopping Mall, Evil Dead, you know, like Robocop. Not necessarily horror, but it's certainly got the violence in it. Um, so this week we are mixing these two great tastes and making them taste great together as we cover 1988's Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Joining me and answering the question, what did you think about this movie going into it, is uh, our co-host and producer, Kyle. As someone who does not like clowns mm-hmm. or horror, yeah. um, I thought this movie was going to be a lot scarier. Did you overbrace? Yes. Yeah. Look, when something's included in Universal's Halloween Horror Nights, I'm sorry to all of you out there, you assume it's scary. I don't know. Didn't they have Chucky stuff last time? Or was that somewhere else? Yeah, but I think Chucky is scarier than this. Oh, Hush. I think Hush is scarier than this too. No. no. I mean, kind of. I don't know. It's I, a very tame clowns, one. They weren't particularly attractive. I thought it was going to, you know, be slightly more scary or gruesome than it was. Yeah. You overbraced for this one. Perhaps the lighting helped. <laughs> um, that's a joke for later, ladies and gentlemen. It is. Um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space was a passion project, which we normally gravitate towards, by the Kyoto Brothers. These three guys, uh, Steve and Charles and Edward, are puppeteers and visual effect artists. Uh, Their credits include, like, the four original Critters movies. They worked on some of the puppeteering for Team America. Uh, They made the Large Marge character from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Is that good? I don't know, I haven't seen Pee-wee. Are you having either? Nope. Alright. Well, they're the large Marge guy. Um, and they also built some of the monsters in Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. Mm. Alright. They'd been sitting on this silly movie idea for years, right? They were they were guys who would make horror props and stuff for a living. So when they were chatting about the scariest thing you could see when driving down a dark, isolated road, a clown was the answer they agreed on. So basically, they podcast homework question their way into a film. Yeah, and and shit, it's a good answer. Like we saw this exact example in the Joker's favorite episode of Batman the Animated Series. Uh, we also saw it in that strange trend nobody talks about anymore from 2016, when evil clowns just started showing up all over the world. That would have been the best marketing promo for this film. It would have been good if they released a sequel. Again, that would have been a good time for it. Weird. It'd be a weird time in case something actually happened. Yes. Um, But from there, they kept talking about these clowns. They sort of became vampires. They became aliens. The whole thing just snowballed, you know. Um, It snowballed into a bit of a script that was given to Transworld Entertainment, who greenlit the movie. So these guys set out to create killer clowns from outer space. And... To sort of show how professional 
and well planned out this movie was. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about the opening scene that they made. Of course, because, you know, origins. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie began with the original concept, like the question. You know, like the, we, the guy driving sees clown, you know, all, all that stuff. So a fellow is a hugging and a kissing on a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he tries to take it further, she's not into it. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen these clips in the behind the scenes stuff, but um, he gets mad and drives off and leaves her at presumably some sort of make-out point. Mm-hmm. Top of the world, I believe it was called. Yeah. Top of the world or top of the town or something. It was top of the world. No, top of the town is a brothel in Melbourne. Well, maybe we <laughs> found out where I, they got their name. I'm crossing wires there. Um, while driving home, he sees a weird-looking clown beside him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's kind of like miming a car. He's just sitting in the air. Look, he's, he's in the clown car equivalent of Wonder Woman's Invisijet. Yeah, he's like miming. Yeah. Um, uh, he pushes the other guy, like the human guy's car, and it goes off a cliff. Yes. Uh, this isn't the opening of the film that we get, though. No. No, the first time they filmed the first bit, it was too dark to use. Because uh, the lighting wasn't so good. No. no. So they tried again a second time. Uh, the ground was too bumpy in the car park they were using. So when the car would leave, all the cameras would jiggle. Good, yeah. Yep, great. Either no light or jiggly cameras. Mm-hmm. Well, these guys aren't filmmakers, well. you know what I mean? Like, And then, you know, they're like, we'll figure this out later. Where, you know, they're on a very tight squ- schedule. It took 36 days of filming. That's all they had to work with. Right. Um, That's a very short amount of time. Yes. So they're going to shoot the scene where the car goes off the cliff. They're going to try and patch together those two other versions and yeah. try to make a scene out of them. Yeah, that's fine. All right, we, right. we're just we going to skip this. ahead to destroying the car. Yeah. We've only got one car. No, but it's fine. All right, it's fine. All right, so it's prop- we'll work it out. So they prop it up on a sandbag on top of this hill. They sort out some like cables and wires and stuff to pull it off this cliff. I would like to point out, it is a hill. It, I mean, slightly downhill, and then there's their little cliff that's maybe a bit under a story tall. When you say it's a cliff, it's like 12 foot. It's not much. Like, I'm surprised that the car doesn't stand up against it. Yeah, it's, it's only whittle. Yeah. Um. Just wanted to point that out, because when you were telling me, I was like, oh, it's like a cliff. It's a, it's a cliff. It's not it a, cliff. a cliff. It's not a cliff. It's a hill. It's a mound of dirt. It is a, it is a short, steep cliff. It is something that a two-year-old put together. Oh, you're rude. Um, to yeah. the cliff? Yes. <laughs> Poor cliff. No one understands you. Poor Griff may be dead. Mm, that's <laughs> a whole other reference. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, they've got the whole thing set up. Great. Good. Mm-hmm. Sandbag. Top of the hill. Got it. Yep. They pulled the cable. No one's moved to the sandbag. So the yank of getting the car over the sandbag breaks the cable. Um, all the stage crew just watch the car gingerly flop over the edge of this cliff. Like a pancake and just let oh, it be bo- flopping the, on a pan. The behind the scenes clip is so amazing. Everyone runs because they're expecting the car to land pretty much where the crew is. Mm-hmm. You know, like f- ages away, like meters and meters away. Mm-hmm. And they pull the cable, everyone runs, there's a twang noise. And then the car just is slowly pacing itself. Down the road, and one dude's like cable snapped, and then you just hear another guy go, No! As the car just goes, Boom, dunk. 
But that's it. It just kind of like flops down the side. It is almost slow enough that if there was someone up on the top, they probably could have got in the car and pressed the brake. Yes. It's pretty slow. They do the best they can. And the impact is so like ginger and slow and measured that they probably could have repaired the car in about a week. They just didn't have time to do that. So they set it on fire and were like, we'll just keep this shot and use it later. Okay. And they did. Perhaps the lighting helped. Mm. It was too dark to see how bad of a job it is. Case in point. I just, that's such a good example of how haphazard and silly the making of this movie is. Because they didn't really plan. <laughs> Which I kind of like. It does have a bit of a wild card vibe to it. Especially how they're not sure what to do with love interests. Mm. Mm. I'm joined... What's the actual opening scene? Little Kyle. As opposed to that one, we get a different make-out point. A weirdly social one, yeah. With everybody else. It's very Grease. For Mm. some reason in the 80s, they really thought everyone just went to the same spot and opened all of their windows and all of their boots. It's a step below... It's a step below an orgy. Whereas everyone's gathered around to do it, just with their respected partner. Yeah, I'm not... If you looked up from your woman, you would see three other instances in your direct vicinity. It's very odd. I have definitely made out in a car before. Usually I was the only car there. I wasn't the only person, but was the only car. I was going to say the only person in the car there. No. Alright, fair enough. I can pick people up. Righto. They don't smell either. And you know, and you know what is a good mood killer? Ice cream. And ice cream. Dra- yep, ice cream van. <laughs> Dude, I would be so more excited for the ice cream truck than I would for the makeout session. I know you would. Um, Not even that big a fan of ice cream. Um. Okay. So inside the van, we've got the Terenzi brothers, Rich and Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just look. They've they've hired out an ice cream van. Yeah, they bought it, it with ice cream. Yeah, with a scheme to pick up chicks. Yep. Great. Um, they are played, respectively, by Michael S. Siegel and Peter Lacassi, whose IMDb photo looks like a mugshot. It so, might be. It might be. Yeah, it, it very well may be. It was the 80s. Um, and one of the people in Make Our Point, who is the only person who seems to not think these guys suck us, is... Uh, I mean, okay, look, can I point out why he probably doesn't? Mm-hmm. Here is my defense. Because he's their buddy. No. No? We see one, like, every other car is getting down. Mm-hmm. These guys, there's one instance where they kind of maybe kiss and then instantly roll over and start watching the stars. Yeah. He knew he wasn't getting any anyway. In a raft. He was in a raft in the back of his car. So that was going to be, again, weirdly edited film. <laughs> Weird haphazardness. Um, originally, the woman, who mm-hmm. is, uh, Debbie Stone, played by Suzanne Snyder. Little Debbie. Yep. Would ask, awesome name, Mike Tobacco, played by Grant Kramer. Mm-hmm. Um, he would, she'd be like, why the hell do you have a f- full inflated raft in the back of your car? And he'd be like, these cool-ass brothers, <laughs> called the Terenzi brothers, had some big white river hijinks thing. And their dad's mad at them, so I'm hiding their raft. 
but they decided the scripts are dumb, so they threw that out and just left him in the raft for no reason. Yep. Yep. Makes. Well, they were trying to set up the. Sense. They were trying to set up these two loose units of the town, but instead they just rock up with ice cream instead. Yeah. I just find it weird because they make callbacks to the fact that these guys are always pranking people. Mm. We never see them prank anyone once. No. Well, every character in this is based off of people the um, Chiodo brothers knew from their past. Mm. So there was obviously these two fucking class clown just toolbacks in their town. Yeah. But anyway, so make our point. Eventually... The brothers get kicked out with their ice cream van. Yep. They're very upset about it. I do like that they... The mic just picks up anything they say. They don't have to be touching it. No. And I also like that there was, like, two... Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to be PC about this, but two, like, larger women. Two women that thoroughly enjoy ice cream. Yeah. But they're like... And not the fat-free kind. <laughs> and they're like, we're not going to sleep with you. You offered us free ice cream and we're taking it. Suck, suck the inmate. Yeah. They're like, now take us home. Yeah. Um, we say the shooting star. Because like yeah, you said, no, they're not really looking so, off. No, no. So he's like, now that they're gone, you want to go for it? And they and do this like, weird like eh. roll on top of each other thing. In a raft. Kind of maybe peck each other somewhere on the facial region. I'm not sure if they actually kiss at any point. Then they roll off of each other and just stare up at the sky. It's amazing. As a shooting star goes over and plummets. Nearby. Nearby. Vaguely nearby. Um, then we cut to the old man. Yep, old farmer Gene Green, played boy a guy named Royal Dano. Which is a cool name. Look, that man sounds like someone that would play that man. Mm -hmm. He is very... I've been stuck in the bayou for most of my life. Oh, people might know him as the judge from Twin Peaks, season two. He appears in a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Well, that's good. And he has his dog, Pooh. Pooh Bear. Yeah. His dog named Pooh Bear. For, For, like, the first five minutes of his clip, I thought it was just Pooh. I mean, he doesn't say Pooh Bear for a good while. It's true. It is true. Um, but Pooh and his owner also he, see the shooting star. And he thinks it's Haley's Comet. Yeah, so they go down to investigate. Yep. But can't find an opening. Next thing we know, the dog is kidnapped. Do you want to say that the meteorite is a big old circus tent? Oh, yeah, I should probably say. There's no opening, but it is a tent, so it should have an opening. It's not a rock. No, they they stumble through the the forest and there's just a big top. Yeah, with no opening. Um, from there, uh, the dog gets kidnapped in a net, potentially eaten. We don't know. We never see the dog again. We don't. We see the farmer though. Um, the farmer gets mad. He's just like, "This dang circus took my dog. I'll tear you down with my bands." He gets electrocuted. Yeah, he gets zapped immediately. From, like, the wires that hold the tent up. Mm-hmm. So he's very mad about that. Then he gets shot by a clown. Yeah, that's the first reveal, isn't it? Or you see one sort of net the dog. But not really well. Yeah, and he's lying on the ground with his zapped hands and just, like, a big troll of a monster clown mm. come in and shoot him with a laser. And he goes... Then we flick back to our couple that... Maybe he's been friend-zoned and he just hasn't worked it out. 
Well, at this point, do you want to talk about the clown design at all? At the reveal? I was going to do it in the next section when we see at least five of them. Oh, when, when the whole gang is there. Okay. Because that's when you get a real good look at them. I don't know. It's valid. Okay. So they decide that they're also... Look, they're not up to much. So they're going to go and find out what the giant flashy light in the sky was. Yep. And head out towards where they assume it landed. Yeah, rough estimate. There's an extremely racist... Uh, Native American, Native American impression. impression. By a man who clearly... Is a white dude. <laughs> look, make the benefit of the doubt, but I'm going to say no. I'm going to say he's not Native American. Anyway, they also stumble across the circus tent. And he is really horrible to her and just, like, shortcuts her in. He's I mean, like, come yeah. on, wouldn't you be more afraid if I left you out here alone? You might as well just come with me. She's like, I really don't want to do this. This seems like a bad idea. Well, at least, um, at least they find an opening this time. They do they find want. an opening. They go through, like, down a corridor, through a door, and find a giant Tesla coil. Mm-hmm. They leave that, hear something coming down the corridor, so they go into another door. Which is like, Realize that it's a spaceship after asking if it's a nuclear reactor. Well, yeah, it's not a big nuclear look. It looks like one of those little vortex balls that you touch and it zaps you. Mm. And then, then they go in the fairy floss section. They are in a fairy floss room. They look Toby, like tesseracts. I was going to say describe the fairy floss room and you said it while I was saying It's hard not to say it. It's large pink pendulous sacks that dangle. They look like sunburnt testicles. There's no way around that. And there's no berry in the lead. They are big old balls. Yeah. Um, um, what do you think of the design of the inside of the spaceship? Look, it's very, like... I want to know what kind of clown planet they come from. Because it's clear that, you know, it's all very, like, late 90s carnival... Clown yeah. house. And I, I like later in the movie when Mike Tobacco is like, maybe these aliens have come here before and have inspired all of history's clowns. No, it was something like maybe NASA has seen them in space. Yeah, some fucking stupid theory. They, like the theories that they come up one is that NASA has spotted them and like implanted clowns into. Society yeah, so in NASA order to like scare like NASA stole clowns. Yeah. Another one is they're traveling through space and they've just stopped for a quick meal. Which is a very fucking plausible one. I'll go with that. Um another option was as, as stupid as the delivery is, is probably the most plausible one. This is true. Yeah. Um another option was they were just coming to like uh, because their planet was being destroyed. Oh, yeah. The, and they yeah, had the to fucking, find somewhere else yeah, to live. Krypton rules. They went with Krypton rules. <laughs> I think there was another one, but I can't remember what it was. Because just, like, the way that they say the lines is so stupid <laughs> that you're like, I can't be hearing this right. Like, yeah. How is this what you've decided this is about? Well, that, that's the thing about this movie. Out of all, like, the cult B-grade movies... This one's like the peak. This is the most sort of famous representation of that. Yeah. And you, can you see why? Like, 
the laughably bad acting, the kind of cool but cheap monsters, the plot that seems barely thought out by three brothers sitting around a room having a drink and just chatting and somehow accidentally made a film. Look, it's all very on the mark of my sort of stuff. I, I can see why you're into it. Mm-hmm. I can clearly see that the three people that made this were, like, props guys. Mm. I mean, the- Because the only thing that is probably okay-ish... Is the, about it. Is the clown design? Is the, is the they look great? Clowns. I think they look awesome. Um, this is when they uh, ambush the old tobacco and stone. Yeah, we got like the tobacco stone sounds like a sweet band. Um, maybe there's the molds. Like I, I can only talk in because it's it's demonstrated like there's an infinite number of clowns. Yeah, but for the sake of special effects, there is four main clown heads that they've made two copies of and given different wigs and paint and yeah. all sorts of stuff. There's probably, like, I think at the max point, there's about 15. Mm. But they're, they're all loosely the same few defaults. They're but, like Sims characters. You the get the shell is, and then you yeah, customize the, it. The way that they're customized. And the like, face you paint don't stuff. Really, they, they can hide it pretty good. Yeah. You don't realize that they're... When I'm trying to place them as characters, there's a few recurring clowns yeah but because i'm trying to look for recurring clowns sometimes i'm seeing similarities yeah but i'm trying to i don't think you really notice otherwise um did you have a favorite version you you really liked this like a fat one you liked the fat lumpy dudes no i liked the melted snowman the dude was like a melted snowman that that is what he reminded me of and that is the man i am going with his name is Oh no, that no Fatso's a similar shaped one. This man. Oh no, he liked. In, he's got a white head. So this yes, one. His but, name is Chubby. Okay, I can see why. Okay. He he's got like a melty head. He's got a big blue frilly like neckerchief that comes down like almost to his belly button. Yeah, it's very droopy. And then he's just got a very lumpy, tubby body. I, I like the fat ones the most as well. Not specifically that one, but that that one that's walking around just breathing heavy. Mm. And their voices have weird, weird reverb effects on them. So his like, heavy breathing sounds... Robotic. No, I'm trying to place it. No, no, because a lot of them sound like high-pitched robots. Mm. But the fat one's heavy breathing kind of sounds like... Oh, fuck, this is so stupid. I really like to do that. Do you remember right at the end of Batman Forever when Riddler says a god am I, but he does it in that weird, deep, stupid voice for no reason? definitely not Tommy, yeah. Yeah, he sounds a bit like that. Yeah, I can see that. I'm sorry to go back to referencing Batman Forever all the time, but that's, I just realized then where I'm like, that sounds like, I remember liking that as a kid. They've cheated on me with nostalgia. For for the majority of the film, you have like five main dudes. Hmm. Um, there's a short one. Yeah, I'll, I'll try he's, to find he's their He's extremely names. short. Yep. Um, and he's probably, the short like, one. That's what I'm at talking. the point where he's level with most of the other characters. I'm trying to give you some, like, height reference. He's definitely the shorter of the bunch. He is, but I would say that he's, like, human height. Where the rest of them oh, are yeah, yeah, really big. Yeah. I do like that shot. 
Oh, his name's Shorty. Fuck, I could probably just guess a lot of these names, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Um, that scene after the guys escape in the car, I love their um, sniffing, their sniffer dog is a balloon animal. Yes. That's just a cute little stupid detail, but um, when they escape in the car and run over one of the clowns, and he slowly like sits back up like a jet, like Jason. Yeah. He, he, he has he has Voorhees vibes. And then they start slowly walking into the town in the fog and it starts playing their like their theme. Yeah. I like that moment of all the big creepy clowns just like stomping into town. Yeah. Um Oh, the only other thing that we missed other than balloon sniffer dog. Which I like. Is their guns fire popcorn. Yeah. Some do. They all do different shit. They either, they either turn you into a balloon bubble, mm-hmm. a fairy floss ball sack, mm-hmm. or shoot you with popcorn. Which would you rather deal with of the three? Well, the balloon thing seems to be the best of the three options. It depends, because I feel like that's just storage for later. Um, so... We'll talk a bit about these. The the three options. The popcorn, we mm-hmm. see later spawns like little gross pupa versions of clowns. Dick. Yeah, they, they look, they're very jack-in-the-boxy. That's jack probably what that reference or, is. Or um, Venus flytrap. Mm. Yeah, a very toothy fucking jack-in-the-box. Yes. Um, so they seem to grow into that. And we those they seem to be much times. more violent than the actual clowns. They're not as plotting. That's, that's the thing. The killer clowns, I love... For being like gremlins or like deadites or like Loki's mask in the movie The Mask, where it's just, I don't necessarily want to kill and devour and destroy. I'm so up for hijinks and chaos though. Yeah. Whereas the little monster ones are maybe not intelligent enough to be plotting and they're just like, just. They're, they're teeth on a stick, you're right. Yeah. Um, so that's they're the popcorn the, gun. The plants out of Crash Bandicoot. A little bit, yeah, yeah, with fucking clown makeup on. Yeah, um, worked it out. Right, so getting sucked into a balloon. I'm assuming is you being put into storage for later consumption. I do like the fact though when she gets okay. Spoiler alert: mm-hmm. the main lady gets put into a balloon. She gets Princess Peach L- by this little monsters. Debbie. Yeah, um, which that's all I will call her from now on. I hate, I hated that fucking line. Go on. I did too. That's why. That's why yeah. That's why it stuck it. to you. Um. She gets put in the balloon, and when she gets popped out, she's like, oh, I couldn't breathe in there. Thank she's, you so she's much. She's been in there for an she's, hour. Yeah, she's been in there for an entire car chase. I understand it was sped up, but... Maybe she can breathe, but it's like people whinging about wearing their face masks, where it's like, I can't breathe. Uh, I don't where, know. where she means, I, I was, was slightly uncomfortable dramatic. in my balloon. <laughs> I think she was being dramatic. And the main thing they do with the humans is the fairy floss gun yeah originally because you you see one drinking blood yeah at one point so i was like da vampires but when i'm re-looking at it and i'm seeing how cobwebby and shit is like because I, I even said that in the car before we went back and watched it again yeah they're spiders yeah they, they, are, run, they, they have spider physics naughty insects naughty insects <laughs> yeah. that's that's what i'm claiming because they don't have eight legs, which means they cannot be arachnids. They don't have fucking six either. They're bipedal. They're clowns. Thus, they are creepy insects. That would be a cool reveal if they had, like, 
a shitload of hands under those little well, clown that's jumpsuits. That's, that's why they're so lumpy. Yeah, with like that'd be fucking gross. <laughs> like just see a bunch of like hands reaching out from underneath. Oof. I want you to visualize that. Anyway, the fairy falls gone. Um you the person it shoots spins around, yells, acts bad. Um, and then there's like a big pink orb around it that's different to the orb it becomes because of special effect limitations. Fine. And then they're just a big sack. Sometimes a, with feet. A testicular sack made out of fairy floss. It is, I do find it weird though. Sometimes they have extremities. Sometimes things hang out. However, when they're in the big top UFO. The food storage. Is the pantry. Let's call it the pantry. Okay, good. Maybe they go back in and re-web it properly. Perhaps. Or something. But I'm assuming you rot or get crushed under the pressure of the I'm, webby I'm cobwebs. Mm, I think crush works too because everyone's immediately dead once yeah. they're in there. So I'm assuming it's very crushy. Um, and then they slurp you out like a spider. Yeah, or, with silly straws. I think these are only from one thing, so it's stupid to reference it. But they're a little bit like a jade. I think the... Inside references. Yeah, potentially inside reference. I don't know mythology. If you know, if you know what we're talking about, it's time to start messaging the podcast. Yeah, so those are your three options. I would rather get the fairy floss gun. Why? That's oh, instant you know, death. Yeah, it's so instant though. Oh, fuck. Presumably. Exactly. <laughs> oh, no. We don't know the physics. All right, popcorn gun. If I just have to avoid the laundry basket for a couple of days. All right. Yeah, but... Okay. I'm not going to tell you. Hit, I'm going to tell you to do the when laundry. When they get hit by the popcorn gun, mm-hmm. literally, like, head to toe covered in popcorn. Like, four make it to the house. No. The floor is covered in popcorn. Her clothes are covered in popcorn when she puts them inside the hamper. Mm-hmm. You're going to be dealing with those freaking heads for, like, the next week. Just brush all the fucking popcorn off you before you go inside. Which you should be doing anyway. No, because it was sticky. The thing that I'm upset by, though, is that she gets attacked by the popcorn. He doesn't. Where is his popcorns? Are you making shadow puppets? No, the cat did something funny. Well, we've (laughs) talked about their weaponry. Yes. Do they have any special abilities that we want to talk about? Other than just, like, clown physics. Yeah, it's all hijinks, man. Like, you see one of them jump... They've got super jumps. Yep. Uh, but they also have boxing gloves and tricycles. Like, they can reference real-world things. Yes. Which is... It's a, it's a little bit like the mask. They have to have been here before. Yeah. Because the things that they can do don't make sense. A prequel would be really cool where it's in the Old West and a bunch of clown shops. But they would doing be clown. Then. Yeah, but they'd be doing all these clown references and no one would get it. How long have the clowns been around? I don't know. I and mean, you got old-timey mimes and court jesters. So long. Maybe. Um, um, do you have any favourite death scenes in this movie? Want to talk about some of the deaths? Sure, we can talk or, about some deaths. Or moments in general. Um, the first dude who gets... Well, once the clowns move into town, you've got the human characters at the police station. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll do some crediting. They're dealing with... Uh, Dave Hansen, who is a young... Fresh out of police college. Yeah, police police academy Police academy, thank you. Yep, who seems to care about his... He likes doing things by the book. Yeah. 
And is very, like... He's very uptight, but... You know. He's he's very green. Yeah. Um, he's played by a man named John Allen Nelson. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've also got the opposite of someone nice and green. You've got classic, shitty, boomer, alcoholic, fat, balding asshole. Where my donut? Yep. Curtis Mooney, played by John Vernon. Um, he is an absolute dick. <laughs> like, relentless dick. It's amazing. But literally, it got to the point that I was counting how dickish she was. Mm. And, and he plays um, Dean Vernon in National Lampoon's Animal House. That's where people will know him from. Mm. He's like the big celebrity. So basically, we, earlier on in the film, we see he, he's gone out and done a patrol. Basically, like, just hates young people in mm. general. He got, um, he got boomer rage. And that's the thing. That's kind of how we're introduced to the cops is he brings in these two kids who... I've been drinking sure, a bottle of they wine. Look, they look a little punk. They're one of them's like, a goth. <laughs> one of them one is of, wearing, like, black lipstick and has, like, hair like the prodigy. Yeah. Um, they seem and, friendly enough. <laughs> yeah. Moody's like, I'm gonna, that's it. I'm going to lock them up. I'm going to fucking lists, shoot them in the back alley. I hate them. He lists off this, like, huge amount of, like, loitering and littering and trespassing and He's just been a grump. drinking and... It's a shame nothing he ever says is, like, you know what, I take that back. Everything he says is so shitty, but I just want to listen to his voice. He's got a good delivery. Yes. Um, we, the, and the other guy... He does have a good line later. The other yeah. guy is like, yeah, but what were they actually doing wrong? And they're like, oh, we were just walking back to our... To campus. Campus, and we had a bottle of wine. And he's like, so they were just like, were they drunk and disorderly? And he's like, not really. They're just fucking young and disgusting. And he's like, okay. Yeah. But he gets up. Like, he stands up for himself a bit. It's good. Um, so while all that's happening, mm-hmm. while they're bickering and having politics um, before um, our couple show up and the couple part gets really fucking weird. Yes. You've got the clans in town having their hijinks. Yes. Do you have any favorite moments there? The, did you like the original, like the first one with the puppet show? The puppet show was really good. The actor dealing with the puppet show is not very good. Look, I liked him. He shows up and goes, oh, this sucks. I guess I'll just hang around and watch in this weird dark park by myself of a puppet show. And yeah. then he can't decide his emotions. Every time they cut to him, he's either like confused or like laughing like a fucking mad fan. But this <laughs> Like, the first couple of times they cut to him, it looks like he's ready to, like, walk away. Why did he stop? And then he just keeps, like, coming back and he's like... like, I'm just gonna... "Mm." This sucks. If this doesn't get better in hours, I'm gonna leave. But it's, it's, you know, very, like... They knew that it was a younger guy because the puppet show is... He's trying to get a girl. Yeah, the girl don't The girl keeps pushing him off. He keeps advancing, you know, very, you know, girl power at this time of decades. I don't know. There was, she, oh no, there was clown girls up, actually. There is. She pops up and shoots him and he vanishes and pops out of existence. Yeah, he vaporizes the boy puppet. And the next thing, the actual clown pops up and is just like. That's a cool reveal because he's the, um, the tall one. I bet his name's Stretch. I'm going to Google it. It'll be some Stretch or Stilts or some lazy fucking name. But he's very tall, and he gets up, and he continues to get up. Yeah. And, and the little the man in the like, corner is just like, what the fuck? Yeah. 
It was pretty funny. Um, another really good one that happens a little bit later on is um, there's one that gets off a bus and there's a couple of mm. people waiting for a bus to pull up and he starts making like shadow puppets on the wall. I do like that bit. I think it's very fun. And it's really funny because like everyone is like, oh, wow, this is so cool. And there's one teenage guy that's like, Boo. This sucks. And then it makes sense. This up. sucks. Yeah. Um, but he makes like a bunny and an elephant and, you know, a couple of different. And clearly like a Jessica Rabbit looking woman. Yes. And that, that's when our titular Mike and Dave yeah. show up. Oh, so we've got to cover a lot of ground of their bullshit to where they get to this part. So. The couple show up and Dave's like, what happened? And they're like, we've just seen the body of the dude who died in the opening scene that was not used. Because they, they even use his... They <laughs> the guy, use him by name. Like, the guy the recognized guy from him car from... crash. They recognize him from town. Yeah. It's fine. Um, and the farmer. Yep. And they, were, they, you know, escape with the popcorn. And they go to the police station. They drive very erratically. Yes. <laughs> it's very good. Um, they're like, all right, so these people are dead. We've seen the bodies. They're in a big circus tent and... And, um, you know, Mo- Cur- Mooney, Curtis is like, just that's fucking stupid. You guys are scumbags, you young. I do like that he's like, I recognize this kid. He fr- he's friends with they the- say must be lies. Well, he does say they're friends with those two morons with the ice cream van. <laughs> which is a valid thing to say. Fuck those guys. Um, um, Dave does take them seriously, though. He and- takes them seriously enough to investigate a fucking report. How while they're in the police car on their way to check out the big top, because mm-hmm. that's where assumedly you would take them. Yeah. We find out that he knows Debbie. Oh, he knows her very well. He is Debbie's ex. Mm. And he still has strong feelings for little Debbie. Oh, very. He wants to he wants to take little Debbie home and lock her up so that her. she can be safe while him and Mike go up to the um Wherever it was that the big top is. And when they finally get to Debbie's house, she's like, I want to talk to Mike outside of the car. Mike's immediate sentence is, he's going to take me up there and hit me over the back of my head. Well, she's like, he, no, no, he wouldn't do that. I mean, he's clearly not at all over the woman. This guy's fucking. And they specifically said they were at the makeout point. Yeah. And they are going to a desolate woodland area. <laughs> Yeah, I would be concerned too. Yeah. Anyway, they get up there. But they and go there up and nothing. the tent's gone. There's just a huge hole. Um, we do see later that it's just moved closer to town. Yeah. Um, but no. So Mike and Dave are like just driving through town until they come across. No, they, they make their way like back from the park down to the makeout point. Yeah. Like on the drive oh, around. Yeah. That's and a cool moment. Dead. Again, very bad lighting. Kind of, it, 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 it makes a mood though. Like, there's moments of this where I'm like, I could watch a franchise with this if they'd let me. Yeah. And the fairy floss, like, cobwebs on the car is a very cool moment. And I it. think this is the first, like. And that's when Dave's Dave, like, oh Dave's shit. Dave's not mean to them. He never He's calls going them along out with on their crap. But yeah, it's more of a, okay, I'll listen to you. I'll, I'll do my job because I'm not the other guy. <laughs> Yeah, Who keeps and then he gets to fucking this point, spirits in the drawers, and, and he he's like actually investigating the different cars, and he's just like, oh oh, something is strange, and yeah. then he gets to a car that's just covered in cobwebs, and he's like, oh, this is this is what they were talking about. That's like, weird, this pink is ones. Bad. Yeah. yeah, it is. It 
It's honestly, it's just very false. I know it looks cool. I know it's, but it's a I cool mean, visual. Like, it's, we keep like interchanging cobwebs and fairy floss. Mm. It's fairy floss. It's pink, but it's like very loose and yeah. Like when it's, you first see like it on the car antenna, it's one thing, and then like they open the car. It's, it's just, like fairy floss when you've um when you haven't spun it properly, or when they're first spinning it. Yeah, when they're first spinning it, because it's got like that real sugary residue. Mm-hmm. But it's clearly they've gone and got like as much Halloween cobwebbing as they can, dyed it as pink as they can. Just like throwing and they're it on like, the car. look, if we pull it really thin, maybe this will work. Look, if we forget to have light in, we'll get away with this. It does make, like, the color... Like, because the clowns have, like, iridescent costumes and things on. Hmm. So, it, like, the lack of lighting throughout the film makes the clowns pop more. Which I think is the only thing that makes them kind of unnerving. I'm not going to call them scary. They're unnerving. If you saw one of these just hanging around, it would be very unnerving. Yes. You're right. Um, And then when they're going back into town, that's when Dave sees his first clown, the shadow puppet guy. Yeah. Um, So they they pull up as he's doing sexy, you know, Bahama Mama. Mm -hmm. And then they... um, Watch as he turns his hands into a giant dinosaur. Yeah, become a big T-Rex. And then he, like, eats all the people with his... The shadow eats ...dinosaur, and the clown just opens his bag and pops all of the people who are still in his hand shadow puppet into a bag full of popcorn. You don't see them, though. Are they converted into popcorn and thus become those weird monsters later? I don't know. I think it's feeding them. Mate, I have no fucking idea. It's very vague. I think they need, like, human flesh to activate. Look, they did, like, the creators did leave a lot of things vague because they expected a franchise. But see... Because this is a cheaply made cult film. You watch Friday the 13th 1. You watch Nightmare Before... Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare on Elm Street 1. You watch... I would rather not watch any of those. Halloween. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Halloween. Michael Myers. (laughs) I misplaced it. But the first one of all of them have a very reminiscent style of this, just without clowns. I don't watch them. They're scary. I know, but they've all got that same very shaky start horror film vibes. And I can see why they expected a franchise to happen. There's a reason why I'm the Disney professor of the podcast. I do not deal well with spooky boos. Very arachnophobic. Slide fear of doctors. Not a huge fan of clowns if I don't have to be near them. (laughs) Um, knives, not really here for it. So, you know, particularly blunt ones. Mm. Sorry, I'm just pointing out my list of fears now. Great. Um, no, but you know that, like, however he's managed to magic trick it, mm-hmm. there's definitely something in his hands that he puts in the bag of Yeah, popcorn, yeah, he's clearly doing like something. Screaming out. It's left very vague. Yeah. Maybe as a setup. I See, I just took it as. Because the popcorn only activates when it has humans. Just in contact. So I'm assuming that that was like he's activating a bag of He's things. fertilizing his popcorn. Yeah. I don't fucking know. It could be. That's, well, that's what I figured it was. Yeah. So that's my argument. We'll probably there. never know. Not to tangent too hard, but um, Fox were like considering uh, picking it up and doing a reboot or a sequel or whatever. Yeah. And now they're owned by Disney. They're like, hey, Disney, you want it? And they're like, no. Yeah. That's 
<laughs> those poor guys, those poor three brothers. Man. Find find that completely confusing. Seeing as Disney is reboot central, mm, they're all about that shit. Hint, hint. What's I want? To, oh man, these would look so good if they were done by Pixar. The fa- oh, the face no. of upset that just appeared on Kyle. Oh no! Have we seen Pixar do like a really like scary visual? No, because we've seen Disney do like scary moments and stuff. Here and there. Mm, yeah. If you look up top 10 scary Disney moments, you'll find like a good argument in there. But look, I'm, I'm, I'm all do. about the Disney pause. But yeah, the pauses are fucking brutal <laughs> as well. Dude, watch a Disney film. Just pause it regularly. Just pause it wherever the fuck you want. It'll always be funny. It's great. Yeah. Because they animate all the in-betweens when they really don't need to. Yeah. Um, One of the kills I like just for the like quick, easy fun of it is the pizza delivery. Oh, yes. That that chick is a very bad actor as well. <laughs> Clearly there because she's attractive. Yeah. There's a knock at the door, a woman in negligee or a nighty. Yes, yeah, more of a nighty. Something silky and tight and... She's supposed to be attractive. Neck. She's 19, she's no budget 1988 attractive. Yeah. Yep, she goes to the door and there's a one of the big clowns with the stack of pizzas and she's like, oh, pizzas. I'm like, what the f- does she fucking have a beef with pizza? I don't know. Because then two more clowns rock up and she's just standing there vague, still annoyed at the concept of pizza. Not clowns, but pizza. And then the pizza box opens and Shorty's in it with his gun. Yeah. And she gets turned into fairy floss. Yeah. Um, that's just a fun, quick, easy one. The what? one that makes me feel like the worst is a Big Top Burger. But there's it not, doesn't go there's through. Not in depth. But there is a... That, that one's upsetting. The thing, the thing is, it's so wrong on so many levels. Mm. So there's there's two mums. Yep. With their dressing as late eighties as a mother ever could. Yep. Those cringy photos of your parents in those days. Visualize. They're two separate children. Mm-hmm. And the waitress brings over some tom- like ketchup. Yeah, little. Yeah, ketchup little cup. Yeah. And the mother hands it to her daughter, and she's like. Here is some ketchup. Don't move. Eat your burger. And then just goes back to having her nice little Karen conversation. And just completely ignoring the kid. Literally. Who looks out the window. Looks at this child four or five times at an empty seat and sees nothing. Yep. She's not supposed to be looking at it. It's more of an actress thing. But Um, that clown in the window, like, like, doing the blind. Yeah. She she looks out the window. Yeah, I can't think of it. And there's a... Clown sitting on the playground, and he's like playing peekaboo with her. Yeah, peekaboo. She oh, plays yeah. peekaboo I'm back, too tired for this. and it's actually kind of cute. Yeah, it's cute. And then, but he's then like, he, he starts calling her out the, towards oh, them. the camera. Gets really up close, and you can see they've done a really good job on those fucking molds, man. The, you just see like the wrinkles and the misshapen fucking troll head as it just like leans in, and with its big fucking fingers that look like pears. Yeah, this it's it's a four fingered cartoon character. Just slowly starts beckoning. She and the gets kid, up though. I know it works, but there's just like, oh. And she, she, like, we watch her as she, like, wanders all the way over to the playroom door. And yeah, she almost gets as, out. As you see, like, the camera spinning around him, and you know that he's got, like, a giant. Oh, yeah, he's got the fucking mallet. Yeah. behind his back. Could you imagine how and fucking hard this movie would have gone? 
if it just showed a child crushed to death with a hammer. As she's opening the door, finally Karen shows up and just like smashes this kid around the shoulders and is like, I told you, don't move until you've finished your handbook. That's what I say to Kara. I was like, do you, do you remember not wanting your Happy Meal? Like, was that a- <laughs> I used to I used to shovel that down before anyone we else all could did, touch man. it. We're all out here in Happy Meal Town. Maybe maybe it's because we had younger siblings and we were like, no. If we don't get someone will. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that moment makes you go, oh. Could you just imagine? Because that's one of those ones that's left enough that you can imagine what what happens. You know, it's like the shark from Jaws. Um, You've also got like the darkest one. Ah. Uh, Curtis Mooney's fate. Oh yeah. Well, I do. That whole scene's great. When the clown just wanders As, into the so, police section, he's like, no, "You're under arrest." No, no, hang on. As I was saying, we got to the point where with Curtis Mooney. Oh, you weren't I counting started, him being a dick. You were counting him ignoring police reports. I I started counting him being a terrible police officer. So All right, homework they, question. Hang on. Is this okay? No, they did all tangents together. We're at 48 in, minutes, so really. We're doing good. In your industry, mm-hmm. if you get... It's hard, hard to say. If you're, like, working in the office mm-hmm. and a customer... Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm allowed to say your things. Small human. Yeah, yeah. Your student comes to the door and says, there's a guy with a gun on the school. Do you say, fuck off prankster? All right? You don't no. do that at the first one. I was about to say... How many children come to the door One. before you say One. maybe? What? All right, so we counted roughly thirteen. No, hang on, you're you're no. missing my thing. Okay, so the couple comes in. Yep, that's he, true. Right he there, he immediately is like, "Nah, you're full of it." Fuck off. A phone call comes in. Yep. Which he answers and ignores, and is like, "Nah, you're full of it." Hangs up on them. Mm-hmm. He then gets another phone call from an older gentleman. Yeah, one that he actually respects, the pharmacist. The pharmacist. Who's dealing with two clowns that have just kind of wandered in and are just pushing shit off of shelves. They're not really doing anything. They, they killed two, two women. women. Whose who's little leggies were poking out of But they're just dresses. hanging out. Like, they're not really doing anything. They're trashing his store. I mean, yeah. But... He listens to half of his complaint. Mm-hmm. Before answering the other phone line. Which is another one. Immediately hanging up on it to go back to the pharmacist guy. At which point he He's very dead. blatantly, he hears him die on the phone and yeah. goes, I can't believe you were in on this too. Yep. So we're Hangs five. up on him. I think those then, are the five we see. And then we cut to... The clown coming in. No, no, we cut to him later and he's ignoring... Like, you see all the little phone lines There is at lit least There's like nine. eight. There's eight or nine that are all lit There up. is at least nine lit up. And you've also got Dave on the radio being like, those guys weren't bullshitting. I just watched one eat, like, five the people at a bus stop. Yeah. And he's like... He literally is like, fuck you, over. That <laughs> <laughs> just hangs up on the radio. That is a direct quote. Mm, he's great. He goes... You're fucked. And hangs up. Yeah. Well, as he's like, please call the state troopers. We're being invaded. This is a massacre. And he's like, get fucked. Done. Yeah. Um, and then and then a clown walks in. Yeah. And he's, and he's like, you're arrested. He's like, oh, you've walked into the wrong place. Yeah, because I'm a 
big badass and I read a gun magazine. Yep. As he's drinking on the job. Yeah. Um, he he leans over with the cigarette. And with the his cl- big cigar. And the, other, and the clown leans over with his flowers. And they just squirt him with water. Nothing dangerous, not acid like Joker. Just humiliating the guy. It's a lot of water too. Yeah. Just, um, just, that's what you're impressed by in this movie. <laughs> at this point, he's like, that's it. You're going into the cell. Takes him into the back. Handcuffs him. Handcuffs him and the hands fall off. The hands fall off. Which I want to ask, were they just playing that off? Like, was that supposed to happen? The clown then takes himself into the back. Yeah, he keeps his hands behind his back. He's respectful of the law. Gets in there and he's like, hold up your hands. And the clown just puts him up. And then out of his sleeves... More hands fall off. Like, yeah, it's... Bizarre. And he's just like... For the sake of clowns, I've seen Harlequin do that in an episode of the animated series. Use false hands to get cuffed and then just pop out of them. Yeah. And just, like, leave them. He he finally, like... Which would be so obvious in real life. Chucks him in... He chucks him in the... In the cell with the two punks from earlier who were like, dude, we have rights. You've got to let us make a phone call. How long are you going to keep us in here? What the fuck is that giant monster clown doing in here? I feel bad for those two because they had no chance. No. They're locked. It's hell in the cell, baby. But, um, he's, you know, the officer is... Oh, I'm sorry. It's Rage in the Cage. That's the wrestling thing I'm referencing. The officer is, you know, being his usual charming dickbag of herself. But you kind of like the clowns in that moment because when he's, like, unlocking the door, the clown is, like, pulling faces and (laughs) shit. And every time he turns around, the clown just, like, drops his hands down, just deadpans, like, I wasn't doing nothing. It is pretty funny. It's charming. I can't help Until it. he manages to relock the cage, mm-hmm. in which point I don't even know what comes out between them. I'm going to go with his tongue. Oh, no. He's blowing a... One of those party balls. Oh, it was a party ball. Okay. I couldn't work out what it was. It's just colored like Cat in the Hat, but it's a party ball. Okay. Um, it smacks him in the face, shoves it him against... It grabs him on the throat and, like, pulls him to the Yeah. Bar. Which, if you look at it, you see the shadow of the bar on his head. He's at least... Oh, he's so far away. I'm spreading him. my thumb and my pinky out, and that's about a far reach from the bars. There's, but it kills no, him immediately. No he dies like the biggest punk bitch in this movie, by yep. the way. But what happens afterwards, for all those listening, the guy who um, did the first Saw movie, mm-hmm. he did a movie called Dead Silence. Um, it was a puppet-based movie. There was, like, a lady on... Oh, fuck, it's been a very long time. I haven't watched this since I lived on Phillip Island. Um, there's a puppet. And he, he kind of looks like the one from Goosebumps. And if you're on... If you're in the spooky house or on the spooky island, I forget the details. Um, some guy goes back there because his father died and it was his property. But if you scream, that's why it's called Dead Silence. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is gets into your mouth. And you become a puppet, I think. Okay. I'm probably remembering this so wrong, but the big twist, spoilers for Dead Silence on our Killer Clowns episode, uh, when he sees the dad sick, he's already hollowed out from the back and the mother is puppeteering him with his spine and his... Like, it's a cool moment when it like shows the first scene and the camera pans around because, you know, it's the Saw 1, guys. They're going to do a twist like they did with the guy getting up at the end of Saw 1. Um, yeah, so she's steering his spine with one hand and, like, her hands are in, like, the roof of his mouth chatting. Nice. Like, fucking Muppet style. 
That was done in this. They did that to fucking Kurt. So many years before Dead Silence. It was it was a pretty good And that part movie. is pretty fucking great. Yeah. If they did that now, there would be like the gore like in the mouth dropping, but it's just a dude in face paint. Yeah. But that's so that's my favorite part of um I'm gonna say the actor's name, not the character. Uh John Vernon. When he's like, relax, Dave. We just wanna kill you. Yeah. Like that that moment with their shitty quality of lighting and he's got the face paint on. And then they just and his his acting's good. He ragdolls up, oh. and then he just ragdolls back down. He does wonderfully in that one scene. But, he does um, wonderfully in all the scenes. We hate him because he's a good actor at being a true. dick. But, but this, that moment, I'm like, fuck, that's so good. I think the reason why, like, his acting, like, I don't know, it's so bizarre for me. Mm. Is because he is probably the only good actor in the entire film. Like I said, he's from other stuff. It's weird that he's in this. It's it's a little bit like the movie we went and saw today when we both sat there and went, hey, on a second. It's is weird that that, that guy's in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. <laughs> um, All right, so no, we're, there's we're a ta- couple of clips that are really good. Yeah, we've talked a little bit about. You know, like all the middle section, all the chaos. Yeah. Is that picking up? I have no idea. I hope not. Um, cut that out. <laughs> so we get to the point where, like, it's Dave, Debbie, and Mike. Oh, and the Terenzi brothers. They're pretty mm-hmm. much all that's left in the town. And they go to the carnival where the big top is now situated. Yeah, and they, they go- of course. And they go to, oh, they, no, they go to rescue Debbie. Yeah. He's been put in the bubble, which we already mentioned. Um, yeah, because Dave and Mike both love her and they're both going to save their woman. It's weird, especially at the end when one of them's smelling her hair. I, the, I don't know what the resolution was going to be. Originally, one of them wasn't going to make it out. Uh, but they needed a nicer ending for the sake of... Look, the, the, the people finding the movie are like, we need a lighthearted ending for yeah. this percentage of the money. And they're like... Well, we kind of need that because we already fucking blew up that car. All right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they go and they have the big, their big showdown, which isn't that big. It's fucking just like four idiots in an ice cream truck. Yeah. Um, which features another kill I like when the clowns are heading back to uh, camp, mm-hmm. and the security guard's like, "What are y'all y'all doing in here?" And they all get out of their clown car, and there's like five of them in this weird little. That security guard just wanted to eat his sandwich. I know. He had like a sandwich glad wrapped in his pocket. He, he just wanted his knack. I, I like I like his death though. Because all the dudes get out. He's just awkwardly waiting. Because it's a weird tiny little cardboard car. It should fit maybe two at most. And all these dudes start getting out. Because it's a clown car. Yeah. And they just start throwing pies at him. It is you, pretty good. It's never gory. You never see it. But they melt him. <laughs> And then Shorty, as they're all walking into the camp, which looks a lot like Clarence. Um, I didn't see it, but you said you did. He does. So I wanna, I'll show you a comparison later. Any like time they do a Clarence close-up and he's creepy looking, it's that. Um, and he puts the big cherry on top of this guy who's turned into like an, an ice cream sundae yeah. from under all the pies. Yeah, and then they have the... Everyone goes through. You see the two clown women with their inflatable boobs... Then 
Really, the only other thing worth mentioning is Clownzilla. Yeah. Played as, by as one of the um, so Kyoto brothers. They finally managed to get to like, we'll Debbie call it the out call. of the balloon. Yep. In the... Um, in the fairy floss... In the food storage what, area. What did we call it? We called it the cupboard. Yeah, right. it's, it's the pantry. The pantry. That yeah. was it. Um, um, oh, they, and that's when we see the one who like eat the fairy floss. That's how we know that they yeah, suck the blood out. Through his silly It's a fucking silly ass straw. Um, they, they're running through the spaceship trying to get out, which is where they're ambushed by, like, shitloads. Three or four different groups of five. Yeah. Because they all come in groups of five. That's the big clown moment. Um, they find, like, a cake structure to climb up, and as, like, they get to the top... The guy smashing in the ice cream van. Oh, yeah, because those two All dudes... All of the clowns are trying to get up to the top of the thing. The brothers get booby-trapped. The chick clowns are there. They <laughs> fuck their way to safety. Yeah. Which is how... That's the best way to live. There's never any peril when you're willing to fucking suck the weirdest of clowns. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, they, like, dukes of hazard their ice cream van in. And then they start talking on the mic because you can't see them under the rubble, but you see the big clown head on the ice cream van. And he's all like, I'm Jojo, which is the... Your master. Yeah, which is like the Jojo's clown. It's written on the side of the ice cream van. He's like, don't hurt them people. And then the big clown come. Do you like Clownzilla? He looks like a crocodile. He's got a a much more monstrous physique. He's also, what, like huge as fuck. And on wires. He's like a puppet. Yeah. He's not on wires because it's poor effects. There's a man mannequin that. I hate this part of every episode. How do we do have time? 101. Nice. Considering my notes, we did pretty good. Um, the strings are there because... No, not because it's bad special effects. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Sorry, our cat has the zoomies. I'm not... Uh, see, edit one of them. Don't have to edit all of them. The point being, there's a dude in that costume. It's not a puppet. It's not like a Team America figure. Yeah. Um, I like that design. He's a little more silver, a little more black than all the other clowns. But I like that they're all terrified of him. They're not obedient. They, like, oh, no, leave. They, they fuck off out of there. Yeah, it. they get out of there. Um, everyone except Dave escapes. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, the Terenza no, brothers are... The, they refuse to leave their rental van because then they have to pay the money back. And so they what get... What are they going to explain? It's still damaged. They get absolutely destroyed by... Clownzilla. Clownzilla who I have passionately named Hunchback of Notre Clown. He's very hunched over. Um, yeah, he doesn't like Jojo trying to usurp his throne, <laughs> I think, and he just throws the ice cream van. Because he's big. Which explodes. Oh, yeah, it does. Like, multiple explosion time and time again. Mm-hmm. Um, That's why they have to give it a happy ending, they have to blow up a second vehicle. <laughs> yes. Um, so they're knocked out. Mm-hmm. And then the officer does the right thing, and he's like, look, Mike, you and Debbie get out. Get to safety. I'll, dis- I'll distract him. Because he learnt 
that if you shoot them in the nose, it pops. They pop and blow up. And they yeah, they explode. I think they're supposed to deflate, but they they can't afford that effect, they so they explode. Pl- they explode. Um, which is an homage to zombies having their head blown off. Yeah. They're like, well, clowns' noses are very iconic. It's a big target. It's probably why Joe Carson died. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have one. Yeah. yeah. Um. And they get out and they're running towards the state troopers who, who have finally showed up. Perfect timing. Of course. As the fucking tent leaves. Yeah, it turns into like a dreidel and just like ascends up into space. I've been on this guy. Doesn't get very high up yet. You see Dave inside finally manages to shoot. No, no, pop. Yeah, he shoots him. Yeah, he shoots oh, him no, to distract he gets, him. He gets picked up by the clown. Yeah, and then he, he barely takes fits off in the hand. Badge. That's how big it is. Yeah. He takes off his badge and just pops his nose with, with his, with like, shield. Mm. And not only does the clown, like, do his little crystal dance and explode, mm. the entirety of our spinning top I assume explodes. that dude's the guy who steers it? I don't think he's the power source, because that's weird and... That's like some Jack Kirby shit. I don't know, but he killed the cl- queen clown and blew up the hive. I, mean, yeah. I do like that, you know, every episode we do now has quite Hives literally a hive. Yeah. Stay tuned for our next Monarch-related episode, I guess. Yeah. Um, and they're, like, crying their eyes out because they're like, they've all died. Everyone's dead. I, yeah, they, they're, they're mourning Dave and the Dingus brothers. But we've also seen the, the town's town. gone. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know how many survivors are there, but it's left vague. But the the pantry we've been calling it is fucking full. And it's oh, just a yeah. little ass town at the start. Yeah. We see everyone at the point disappear. We don't see anyone survive an interaction with a clown. Yes, except for our main character. The little girl. We can just assume she gets fucked up. We don't know what happens to her. That's who they were going to do the sequel about. She, like, they, they come um, back and she, like, is smoking a cigarette. She's no, like, so I've seen them clowns once. And then, ladies and gentlemen, the biggest plot hole of the film. The clown car that was parked outside of the funhouse hmm? from before we went into the spaceship falls out of the sky. Land safely. Land, well, if you see the deleted bloopers, maybe not. Yeah, Dave hops out of the car, and he's like, wow, that was a trip. Glad you guys are here. I'm negating your plot hole by assuming they had more than one vehicle on the on the nah. top. No, no. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. And then, second plot hole, which is why first plot hole works. The twin brothers mm-hmm. get out of the top of the car, and they're like, yeah, man. We survived because we got in the freezer with the ice cream. You want a doodle pop? I know you want to hang shit on that. It's fine for the logic of this B-grade film. It's bullshit in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull when he survives a fallout New Vegas level nuke by sitting in a fucking fridge. A freezer? An industrial freezer truck? Yep. In an ice cream truck. Yeah. Probably stronger than a household fridge. It's not going to survive three explosions. And then also the fall. And also all of the rubble it smashes through in the first place. I say it's fine because 
The second you put logic on this movie, you just you're not you're not helping yourself. Anyway, we see the the final scenes of the movie is the spinny top finally explodes into big fireworks, and that terrible perm mullet police officer gazes up at it. Yeah, <laughs> just just a weird detail. I'm and sorry, but we, goddamn, they look we outdated. We watch our three titular characters. Our weird, Deb, possibly Dave monogamous love triangle. Um. As they like Both look up into hug. the sky, nowhere near where the ship was, because they're looking over the state troopers' heads while the fireworks are going off behind them. Because there's like little twinklies coming down. As there's little twinklies coming down, yeah. probably out and after Deb, this. of course, asked the greatest question. Do you think it's over? I know you hang shit on that, but that's At a very not, that's a very fifties homage reference because it's always the woman who survives is like, "Do you think it's over?" They even do that in Futurama one time. At which point they all get smashed in the face by a pie. I mean, that part's not in the Futurama. Where that's, did the pies come from? Are you just, telling me the pies? Ex- you know, they were fine during the multiple explosions. Those are just slightly more burnt. And also, they don't die instantly like the security guard. So, are these actual pies? Holy as shit! To they're all, acid they're pies? all disgustingly like disfigured in the sequel. I'm just saying, the ending of this film raises a number of questions because they haphazardly had to throw it together. However, I reckon they got to the explosion and then they were like, "Oh, we have to like survive everyone." However, and then they just threw them in and then pied them. However. Hmm? Toby left me alone with the DVD menu. Yeah. And so I went into the special features because I was like, clearly this can't have any half decent ones. It has a blooper reel. Mm-hmm. It has a, you know, film audio commentary. It's got a featurette. Yeah. It had deleted scenes with and without commentary. So I watched the bloopers because it's me. Yeah, that's what you do. My, there was four bloopers. My favorite one is that clip of them being pied in the face and they have to remind them to keep looking up at the sky because as soon as they're smashed with the pies, they kind of hold it together for a second, but you see them all like lean forward and lean backwards. They hold it together for not even five seconds before Dave goes, fuck, that hurt. Yeah, that was in my one of the trivia things I read. Is that they didn't want to use the shaving cream pie. They wanted to see the fillings. Mm-hmm. Which is very genuine of them. A lot of the pies in film and television look fake as fucking shit. Yeah. Oh, so, no, these were actual... You could so tell like, what flavor pie they yeah. would be. So they used real pies. Yep. Um, now, if at close range, it hurts. Because it's firm pastry smashed to your face from me to you away. And they were mm-hmm. like, well, we can't do that. Because it hurt. And then they were like, well, we'll do it from further away. But the pie starts to break and it's less accurate without having the tin. So they tried it with the tin on and then they're like, well, now there's a bunch of tin there. I can't see the pie. So they had to build like, they had to like make straps on the pie tins to put your hand in. So when you throw it, the pie tin stays and the pie continues. See, the the clip that's in the bloopers is you can clearly see the ladder that's directly next to them. Oh, God. Just throwing, like, pegging pies at their face. Yeah, because if they had to throw... I don't know. You have to have enough distance that it would disintegrate on its own. I'm just letting you know. It looked like it freaking hurt, but it was also pretty funny. (laughs) 
Those poor people, they, they couldn't afford stuntmen for this film, dude. I also like that the majority of the credits is just the three brothers. Uh, that part of the start, they try to credit everyone else. They did like sound designer, editor and stuff. And then they get to like producer, writer, director. And it's the same last name popping up for all of them three times for all of them. It's so fucking like brutally obvious. It's kind of fun. Um, do you have any final thoughts? Do you have any other moments you want to It was a film. I watched it. Did you have fun? It was okay. <laughs> okay. It's look, one of you're, those you're asking movies. too look, much for me. Look, if you like silly horror or B-grade things, this is very up your alley. If you watch nothing but Disney princess films, maybe it's a little left of field. Excuse me, I watch a lot of B-grade horror these days. Because I'm watching it when you're around. And By force. You know, most of them... Hmm? They're okay. Um, this you, film is not think, scary. No. No, it's not. Uh, look. All right, all right. I'll, no, here's I'll a better question. This. I don't want to come up against them in a dark alley. No. However, do I care that they're alive? No. Okay. My my question would be then, because this is such a famous cult film, like a famous B grade. I don't understand why. That's what I'm saying. Where, what would you put on that pedestal instead? Maybe Evil Dead? Oh, Evil Dead for sure. Evil, but, uh, Evil, Evil Dead's Dead. up there as well, but that's more of the best video nasty because of the VHS era. That's, that's the it's thing. Different. I don't count Evil Dead. Like I know it's a B grade film. No, it's a cheap A grade film. Yes, it's it's doing it's, a lot of different stuff. It's it's not as goofy. I don't think it's a cult film anymore either, because particularly because of the franchise. Um, TV series. The TV series. Yeah. That's what I mean. The franchise. It's. It's too built now. Yeah. It's, right, no, it's, no, it's like... It's outdone what it could have done. Yeah. Um, Sorry if you can hear my typing. I'm trying to find a, like a list. Here, either a of the Elvira films. Okay, okay. Um, probably more so... Oh, I always get them confused which way they go. Is it the Haunted Hill one? Is House on Haunted one? Hill is the second one that she funded out of pocket. But is Mistress it, of the Dark I, was the original. House on Haunted Hill is the one where she's like in Transylvania, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's based think, on Pendulum and one other Vincent Price film. Yeah. I so I, I'm going to say that uh-huh. because it is definitely a B-grade horror film. All right. This, this fucking list has Pulp Fiction in it. That's not cult films. I'm gonna... Pulp Fiction's a cult film. It ain't what I'm talking about, because though. Because it's crap. No one likes it. Oh, I'm going to try something else. All right, so what, what would you put at that absolute peak? I don't know if we're an absolute peak. Because I don't know if Elvira makes it. She's a great... She's Out of B-grade personalities, I'd put her up. But that's more for her TV series than her movies. But, but that's why I'm saying that movie in particular... Because it's trying to hit these great horror films. Yeah, it's Like inserting. Pendulum, yeah. like all of that. Mm-hmm. And sure, it's still got that comedy thing to it. But I think that's what makes it different. I know that you're about the Chucky life. But again, I don't think I wouldn't that even place that the in cult. same. I'd place that as not as famous as Friday the 13th. Mm. So it's a hard question. I don't know. See, I'm I'm hopeless at the whole cult thing because 
Look, it's, my, it's enti- a vague, my entire fandom is a cult. It's a vague premise. It's hard to say what the, but that's the what thing. is like, cult. Everyone tries to say that the Nightmare Before Christmas is a cult thing. It's not anymore. It's, it's too big. It's it's such a big, you know, when you can sit there and buy merch for it anywhere. All right, this list here has, uh, it's it's loading ads, so I'm constantly falling away. Mm. But I think this is a good answer here, and that is The Room. That I've is, never seen it, so... I know, but that's one of the most known cult films ever. We were talking to someone about Fast and had to Kill Kill, like, yesterday, and they yeah. said, is it like The Room? I would play, maybe because of Disaster Artist, but that might put it in everyone else's lexicon yeah. as a cult film. But that's more of a so bad it's good. It's not necessarily a cult. Fuck, it's hard to... Oh, my you, God. You see why I'm saying, like... Frankenhooker is the best one, then. Fuck you all. And good night. Alright, no homework. Oh. Okay. Alright. It's a very obvious one. The original question that built this fucking one mo- movie franchise. Mm-hmm. You're driving down a lonely dark road. What's the worst thing to see? Hmm. I don't even want to, like clowns is not the answer anymore because oh, no. 2016 already happened. We already know we don't care. I also don't care about clowns. We're an unfeeling race at this point. <laughs> man in a suit. See, my answer is a man in a suit. It can be it can be bested by a 13-year-old kid. You just want to say a 13-year-old boy? No, no, I'm saying a clown. I'm oh, yeah, it. yeah. That's your main argument for clowns. We mentioned that in our Jewish contract. It's hard to care about a villain that can be beat up by four toddlers and a stick. You know that I have a hatred of, you know, spiders, so maybe a spider wielding needle legs? You know what your answer is? You're driving alone in a dark, desolate road. That's it. A hun- that's, that's no, no. The end no. Of this. A, hunch- a huntsman crawls out of your fucking sun visor. Look. That's your answer. Look at you. I will, I will honestly. Crash that car. Dude, just that's it. Set fire to it. No, honestly, I have like heart palpitations because it is a regular occurrence. Or just a needle. Where a needle we on live for snakes to just slither out of your air conditioning vents. And I'm not talking like cute little green tree snake. I'm talking like deathly venomous snakes crawl out of your air convents. I've heard stories from multiple first-hand witnesses. <laughs> but just driving down, you know, a dark road would probably be enough for me because I'm my brain is more scary than anything else in the world. You're our soft dude. We need to try to make episode like. This. However, I'm going to a spider with needle legs. That would also do me in. Okay. Well, my answer. I was trying to think of what would be the most unnerving because a spider and a snake makes sense. That's not going to stick with you. A, sp- a clown. A every clown looks different, so legs. it's not going to stick with you. A spider with needle legs. No, no. I went with something more iconic that would chill you at first. But ruin every time you see that thing ever again. Burger King. No, the Burger King. Yeah, that's a good answer. <laughs> I went similar with a weird, creepy man in a costume. Oh. So she's reacting to just a full-grown adult in I an Elmo costume. For you, that Elmo's been homeless for three years. Just a just a weird dude on this desolate road in just a full Elmo costume. Is it wet or is that blood? I don't know because it's red. <laughs> just a vague Elmo just waving. <laughs> the one that you showed me looks more like it would be wet, but with brown liquids. 
Yeah, that that no that, that one particularly is terrible. All right, a little bit of behind the scenes, ladies and future boys. I googled man in Elmo costume, and the picture I showed Kaya came from a newspaper called The Sun, and that Elmo was arrested for groping fourteen fucking Hollywood tourists. Yeah, I concur. <laughs> so you get that vibe immediately. I'm crossing the street. <laughs> uh, but that, yeah, see, that elbow doesn't look friendly. See what I mean? If you see a scary clown, every other clown's fair game. That ruins Sesame Street and that ruins the children's section of the toy store. Because you will always remember that over Tickle Me Elmo you had as a kid. Do you get? You know what I mean? Oh, a Teletubby. But, I mean, you don't see Teletubbies no more. I went with someone that would ruin <laughs> you, like ruin the rest of life. Al- Elmo is iconic enough that anytime you see him, <laughs> that'll. Mouse. We see a creepy Mickey Mouse when we drive out of town because that guy's fucked up mailbox. Oh, that's not good. Ladies and future boys, that mailbox. On that note. We out. That's scarier than this movie. That fucking thing. It's made out of tires and maybe concrete. I don't know. There's probably a body underneath it. I have been your host, Toby DePaula, and I've been graciously joined by our resident softie and producer, Kyle. Um... Be good. I'm not soft. I'm just squishy. Awesome. <laughs> Great. Um, Don't want to come up against me in a dark alley. Because <laughs> you'll cry. Yeah. Oh. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Class dismissed.